This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. And I guess I'm still in this whole thing about talking about startups. Again, it's partially because I'm in the process of setting up a new aquarium and that puts me in that mind frame. And and let's talk about this for a bit. Now, when you think about it, setting the stage for the life in our aquariums is the single most important thing that we do. If we utilize a different mindset and deploy a little more patience for the process, we start to look at it a bit differently. I mean, let's talk about things like preparation of the materials. I mean, Sure, you want to rinse sand as clean as possible. You want to make sure that you have a piece of wood that's been soaked for a while. And wait, do you? I mean, why is that? Why do we say that? I mean, sure, if you don't rinse your sand carefully, you'll get some cloudy water, possibly for weeks. No argument there. I mean, it eventually clears, but it can be pretty annoying, right? Is it harmful, though? I mean you're not likely adding fishes from day one. So I wonder why is it a problem? And you're not using sand from a polluted, you know, beach or river or something like that. So what exactly is the problem that silty water causes for your fishes? Is it that they can't see? I, 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 I'm not sure what it is. And if you don't clean your driftwood carefully and age it and soak it and, you know, methodically over months you're liable to have some soil or maybe some dirt and i say that with air quotes get into your system and perhaps some more you know significant burst of tannins being released into the water column which leads to well what does it lead to i mean an aquarium is not a sterile habitat the natural aquatic habitats although comprised of many million millions of times the volume of the water that we have in our own tanks are not typically pristine either right i mean Soils from terrestrial geological activity carry with them decomposing matter, leaves and branches and stuff like that, all of which impact the chemistry, the oxygen carrying capacity, the biological activity, and of course, the visual appearance of the water. And that's kind of what our whole botanical method aquarium adventure is all about, right? Utilizing the imperfect nature of the materials at our disposal and fostering and appreciating the natural interactions which take place in aquatic habitats. So understanding you know that descriptors such as crystal clear and pristine only apply to some aquatic habitats and that there's a real beauty in all types of aquatic habitats is really important to keep in mind indeed the real magic in many instances actually occurs in the more murky turbid not so crystal clear waters of the world don't believe me ask guys like mike tuginardi or ty streitman people that have spent many hours going through some of these murky tinted you know waters and finding all kinds of interesting fishes in there and if we understand and accept this we're likely to start our aquariums with a little bit less concern or apprehension over you know creating an absolute sterile perfection rather i feel that we should embrace the mindset that every leaf every piece of wood every bit of substrate in our aquariums is actually a sort of a a catalyst for sparking 
biodiversity, and yeah, a new view of aesthetics in our aquariums. The basis for developing, you know, the developing ecology within your aquarium. That's a huge thing. Think about that. Now, I'm not saying that we should not ever rinse sand or soak wood, you know, before adding it to our aquariums. But I am suggesting that, you know, we think about this. And I'm not suggesting that we throw caution to the wind and just toss stuff from any old source into our tanks without inspection or at least a rinse. Hell no. What I am suggesting is that we don't lose our shit if our water gets a little bit turbid or if there's a little bit of botanical detritus accumulated on the substrate, especially when the tank's brand new. And guess what? We don't have to start a tank with brand new, right-from-the-bag substrate. Of course not. We can utilize some old substrate from an established, healthy aquarium. We've done this as a hobby for generations for the purpose of, you know, jump-starting bacterial growth. And we can use this for the purpose of providing a different aesthetic as well. It's a time-honored, proven technique. And you can, and you should, take it further. Use that slightly algae or, you know, algae-covered piece of driftwood or rock in your brand new tank. Add those partially decomposed leaves or fungal-encrusted oak twigs from that established tank into your new one. This gives a more broken-in look, and it helps foster a habitat more favorable to the continued growth of the microorganisms, the fungi, and the other creatures, which are going to comprise an important part of our closed aquarium ecosystems. In fact, in a botanical-style aquarium, you want this. Facilitating the rapid growth of this kind of biota is foundational. The whole idea is to allow life to establish itself and proliferate at so many different levels. So adding materials to our tanks which facilitate this process, which contain the ingredients, if you will, to jumpstart your ecology, just makes a whole lot of sense, right? Yeah. And hey, it's okay for your tank to look a bit established right from the start. It's okay for it not to be crystal clear and pristine from day one. In fact, I think most of us would actually prefer that. Really, it's okay to embrace this idea of not overly preparing and overly cleaning and scrubbing well-sourced materials and adding them to your aquarium from a functional and aesthetic standpoint. So employ good husbandry, you know, careful observation and common sense when starting and managing your new aquarium. I'm not saying you know, don't add uh, leaves that you collected from the gutter in front of the automobile paint shop or that ditch behind the car wash or that new construction site. I mean, if you're going to minimally minimally prepare materials for aquarium use, at least make sure they're from sources free of industrial or environmental pollution or, you know, pesticides or whatever. But don't fight the appearance of your tank in these early phases when your stuff is in there and the water's cloudy and murky or whatever. You're building an ecosystem attempting to follow nature's cues. Terrestrial materials impart all sorts of organic and inorganic substances to the water. These, in turn, help foster life. In the flooded forests, the ponds, and the streams of the world, materials that fall into the water break down, and they alter it biologically, chemically, and sometimes even physically. It's something that we as aquarists have to accept in our aquariums, which is not always easy for us, right? decomposition, detritus, biofilms, all that stuff looks, well, different than what we've been told over the years is proper for an aquarium. And it's as much a perception issue as it is a husbandry one. I mean, we're talking about materials, you know, from decomposing botanicals and wood as opposed to uneaten food, fish waste, and stuff like that. What's really cool about this is that in our community, we aren't seeing hobbyists freak out over some of the aesthetics previously associated with dirty. It's fundamental. 
And it's not like we've told ourselves that it's okay to not change water or siphon detritus or overstock or overfeed or whatever. No, no, no. We can still perform, you know, excellent, typical, regular husbandry routines on a botanical method aquarium. We still monitor the water chemistry. We're still diligent aquarists. And we still might have so-called dirty-looking water. And that's kind of what nature wants, right? The important thing for us to do as hobbyists is to understand that just because the tank looks like it might not fit our definition of pristine or it fits our definition of what we would call dirty, it oftentimes isn't, right? It's a mental shift. Again, the desire to have a super clean, whatever that means, a super clean tank is, I think, rooted primarily in aesthetics. And it's a decidedly impractical goal for many hobbyists. When we strive to create a spotless tank, we're essentially fighting against what nature does and what the natural aquatic ecosystem requires. When you're siphoning out every speck of detritus or scrubbing away all the fungal growth on your leaves, you're essentially decimating a significant population of the life forms which make up the aquarium's ecosystem, as well as their food sources. It's as simple as that, literally. If we make the assumption that just because something looks contrary to what our hobby aesthetic norms say is attractive or safe or whatever, we miss out on the opportunity to create an ecologically functional aquarium replete with a diversity of life forms. This is the theme I come back to over and over and over again because the questions keep coming and I keep telling people don't worry about this stuff. So really, in summary, keep your aquarium clean, meaning keep the water quality high and the environmental conditions stable. But don't obsess over sterility or use the appearance of the tank as the sole basis for determining the suitability of it for aquatic life forms. Look to the overall health of your animals and their aquarium as your, you know, as your cue to this. You'll learn a lot just by looking at things. Stay observant, stay diligent, stay open-minded, stay curious, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Bellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.